Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. We are rolling right along with Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. This is episode 116, Jessica. We are rolling along. I was just looking at where my bookmark sticks out of my book. It feels like we've been that same spot no, in the no. book for... We are past halfway. We've been past halfway for a while. But now it's really obvious that we're past halfway. Mm, is it? I feel like it. It feels like we're on a hamster wheel. No. We're doing a lot of running. We're not really getting anywhere. No. This is my favorite book. Have you seen... This is like a social media thing lately where... I just thought about it when I said broomsticks and butterbeer. Have you seen like when two companies or something are collaborating... And they put like the little X in between them to show that it's supposed to be like and. But why? I don't know. It's not and; it's multiplied. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. It's and like you have that fancy little and sign anyway, so why not just use that? That's uh, do you know what that's called? The and sign? No. It's called an ampersand. I've heard of that. It's called an ampersand. I just didn't put the two together. Yeah, but like, let's say Snickers was doing a collaboration with Nike, <laughs> and they were making like <laughs> chocolate shoes. They were making like, not don't be ridiculous. It'd be like chocolate flavored shoelaces. You're the one who put Snickers and Nike and together. And it would say like, I'm being ridiculous. It would like, it would say like, uh, a partnership forged in the hollows of of. I don't know. No, I'd say just eat it. <laughs> and it says Snickers X Nike. I don't get it. Okay. When did that start? It must I be like know. a Gen Z thing. I think uh, it, it's a dumb thing. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand the significance of it. But if anybody wants to educate email us, in, yeah, educate me. Let me sit under your learning tree. Oh, <laughs> is it also a fruit tree? Because I'd like a snack. Sure. Okay. Give me a fruit tree. Let me sit is under it your apple learning tree? tree. I don't really uh, it's like fi- it's peaches. Figs. No, <laughs> apples. It's, it's I, figs. Fig Newtons. Probably apples is the only thing that I would eat that you grows on a tree. You would need a banana. Peach? I need a peach. No, 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 no. I don't like peaches. I don't like peaches. Millions of peaches. Peaches for Jess. I like canned pears, mm. but not. You like your fruits to be processed through a factory many times. I like them to soak in sugar first. Mm, sugar water. Mm. You're, you're my little hummingbird. Mm. And and the the you know maraschino cherries, not mm. fresh cherries. No. Nobody wants fresh cherries. Gosh, no. no, we want them to soak, marinate in, in a sugar. bath of sugar water. Yes. Uh, well, we got uh, we got off track here pretty pretty quickly. Let's pretty quick. get, let's try to get back on uh, chapter twenty two. We talked about last time Saint Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. Yes, it's a mouthful. Uh, Harry is taken to Dumbledore to explain Harry's vision from his dream. Dumbledore still being very awkward around Harry and won't even look at Harry the entire visit. Dumbledore has portraits in his office of the former headmasters and actually sends these former headmasters on quest for information into other paintings of themselves and entirely other locations, including St. Mungo's Wizarding Hospital and Sirius's family home. Dumbledore portkeys Harry and the Weasleys to Sirius's house. The next day, the kids head to St. Mungo's to visit Arthur Weasley, who's in bad shape after the snake attack. Including some wounds that just won't stop bleeding. 
Uh, Tonks and Moody come in to see Arthur and Fred and George use extendable ears to hear what is being said inside the room. Molly says that Dumbledore almost has been waiting for Harry to have these visions. Moody says that there's always been something weird about Harry and then talks about the possibility of Harry actually being possessed by Voldemort. It causes uh, This causes all kinds of uh, insanity within the children. They get a little fearful and kind of step away from Harry as our chapter ends. Mm, I don't have a drop for that. <laughs> Sorry. There's not, a, on, there's not a creepy still on one. on the count of three. One, two, three. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> chapter 23, Christmas on the Closed Ward. Let me take a, let me take a sip of agua here. A little sippy sip. Oh, wait, how about this one? Can we panic now? Yeah. That's the most ominous one I have. <laughs> There's one on the board that I'm going to need you to be ready with later on. I know. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm just going to see how quickly you can find it and how quickly you can be on the ball here. Uh, pressure. For a large part of the chapter we're going to talk about today, Harry avoids the rest of the group. And I kind of wanted to talk to you about what the reasoning, what his reasoning is behind it. Is he kind of mad at his friends for the way they looked at him fearfully in the last chapter? Is Harry worried that maybe he is being possessed by Voldemort and worried about the safety of his friends? Is it something else? Is it just kind of the bubbling or over of the general feelings of discomfort he's felt? around everybody this whole book you know the the ruining of the relationship that he had with Dumbledore he's kind of had like a hot and cold relationship with Sirius hot and cold relationship with Hermione and Ron uh, what do we make of Harry kind of distancing or what did you make of Harry kind of distancing himself in this chapter well first on the train on the way back he's having almost like an internal panic attack like they can tell that he doesn't feel well like he he goes white and he looks ill but i mean he's not like hyperventilating there's no other outward symptom that they see but he's basically having an internal panic attack that he is the one who that, that he physically transformed into the snake went and found mr weasley and attacked him I know, like, as adults, I'm like, come on, Harry. This is not logical. But he's an awesome, he's still a child. And he's freaked out. So he thinks he's, and then he's hearing things from adults and stuff saying, oh, maybe Voldemort possessed him and this and that. And, um, you know, he's buying into it and he's spiraling down this rabbit hole where he thinks he was possessed. And so then later when he gets back, he goes up to sleep because he still hasn't slept. And he he wants to run away because that will be the safest for everybody. What if he attacks somebody again? And he's told to stay. But that just makes him more mad. It's just everything. Like you're saying, all of the things you said are going on in his head. Or he's leapfrogging from one thing to the other. Like, oh, he's possessed. Oh, I'm going to hurt people. Oh, I'm oh, he's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Plus the fact that he's a hormonal teenager. <laughs> yes. There's that. He's getting older. His body is changing. He had to watch the video at Hogwarts this year. It was what? It was his What year chapter was that in? Yeah. I forget what I the that chapter. I forget what the video is uh called it at school. Uh, that that they have to watch in fourth and fifth grade. And then they watch another one, a more advanced one in middle school. Uh, but it's got like a little like fun jingle that goes like it in between scenes. Too. It's like, I, don't, I really don't know, but I, oh, I did I have wish to I could sit on it. it one. It was like, my changing me or something <laughs> like that. Me it's, changing. It's something. And me. it's, it's really weird. catchy. And I wish I could remember. Yeah, because I'll it's do some research. Like, I'll do some digging. It's almost like a time. storybook, and they play it every time right. they turn the page. Yep. But it's a video, mm-hmm. and but every time they <laughs> transition, they play the mm-hmm. "Changing Me" song. Yep. Yeah, I, I wish I could remember that. Um, that'll be for next episode. That'll be a little tease for next time. 
But for a while now, we've heard about this special weapon that Voldemort wants, and that Voldemort needs, and something he didn't have last time he tried to take over the wizarding world. And Harry thinks that maybe he is that weapon, right? Yeah. That's, that's just a, one of them. That's his. another thing. That's another <laughs> thing that he's worried about in his head, that he's a weapon. He is the weapon. Harry thinks very highly of himself. Yeah. And, and Voldemort's going to use me to take over everything. And he, he even starts panicking, like, I'm showing him inside to the, yep. the to the Order of the Phoenix. This is their secret lair. And I he's just seeing everything through my eyeballs. Right. Right. And when we get back to Sirius's house, like you said, Harry's off the bed because he hasn't really slept. And this is when his mind starts racing even more. You know, maybe it wasn't a vision. Maybe I'm an unknowing animagus. Maybe I can transform into a sta- snake and just not remember it. And it kind of made me think of Lupin. Be- is that what happens to Lupin when he's in werewolf form? Like he transforms and then there's like no memory of what he did while he's a werewolf? Or does he have, I can't really remember, does he have like some sense of control while he's in werewolf form? Um, I don't think he has very good control because remember he tried to attack the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also all I these... I just didn't know if there was, like, some, still some semblance of, of him in there. Like, like, when, in the comics, when Bruce Banner would turn into the Hulk, you would kind of see, like, Banner having this internal struggle with, like, trying to, you know, kind of take over from the monster, but he was kind of just, like, an unwit- unwitting accomplice to it. But there's all these stories about the, you know, James and Sirius and Lupin and Wormtail, when they were younger, they... They like that's why they wanted to be able to transform is because mm-hmm. Lupin could, and then they could go like hang out with him. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe like right when he first transforms, he's kind of crazy, and that's why he was attacking the kids. Because it seems like later he must have more control, better control. Because you know, I mean, I get Sirius was a big black dog. That's handy when dealing with a werewolf, but. You really wouldn't want a stag or a little rat hanging around. I feel like the werewolf would eat both of them mm-hmm. pretty easily. Um, so he must have some sort of control later on, but obviously not when he was first turning. And then Harry's thinking, like, maybe Voldemort can turn into a snake, and when he's possessing me, then I can turn into a <laughs> snake as well. He's. I told you, he's spiraling. He's- Just... He's really going down the rabbit hole, or should I say, the probably the snake hole, the snake hole. Of, of theories. And like you said before, Harry's even thinking that maybe Voldemort can see what Harry sees. Because we know that there's connection between like what Voldemort feels and what Harry can sense. So maybe Harry is unwittingly revealing lots of secrets about the Order of the Phoenix and Harry decides to run away. Run away! He's gonna go back to the Dursleys. (laughs) Things must be bad. Well, first he's like, I'm gonna go back to Hogwarts. Yeah, that'll be better. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, but I could kill a whole bunch of people there. Which also didn't really make sense to me. I'm like, "Mm, but why would Voldemort make you kill people, like, Seamus? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, some random kid at Hogwarts. Yeah. Doesn't make sense, Just Harry. Just be a jerk. That's not going to get him any further, closer to his goals. But before Harry can get very far, he has an interaction with one of those former headmaster's paintings, that being Phineas Nigellus. Mm-hmm. And what does this back and forth kind of look like between Phineas and Harry? Well, Phineas is not very nice. But... Harry's not really polite either. Um, well, Phineas is a family member of Sirius. Yes. And we know what most of Sirius's family is like, so that makes yes. sense. And he was the one that didn't want to right, didn't be wanna... bossed around by Dumbledore. He yeah. was busy. He Couldn't was be bothered tired, to go right now. And they all, all the rest of the portraits had a fit. No, you have to serve the headmaster. I'll make you! How dare you! <laughs> Um, so, but he's there to deliver a message, well, kind of probably to spy on Harry mm-hmm. and see how things are going for, so Dumbledore knows what's going on. And, I uh, I don't know if Dumbledore just kind of predicted, said, hey, go check on Harry. If he thinks about running away, tell him to stay put. I feel like that was the conversation, not just, hey, I need you to go tell Harry, stay put. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, 
keep an eye on him. I have a, I have suspicion he might try and run away again. Not just a Dumbledore knew everything. Dumbledore kind of had kind of has a sense of everything that's going on, mm-hmm. you know. Well, he's we, got all these spies. Yeah, we well we talked yeah. about how how much of a strategist he seems to be too. He yeah. seems that doesn't Several seem to do anything ahead. without a a reason for it. And he's kind of like, who's the guy on Game of Thrones that had all the the little birdies everywhere? <laughs> oh, the, the, um, something with a V. Varys. Varys. Yeah. What did he call Varys his little? Came in. What did he call his <laughs> birds? His, his little, little birds. birds. My little birds are chirping everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what birds do. <laughs> We were talking about Phineas. He even kind of says to Harry, not very nicely, like, oh, kids always think they know everything. Kids mm-hmm. think they're so smart. You're the only ones. Never mind the fact that, you know, Dumbledore's never led you astray. He's never given you advice that's put you in danger. He's never done this and this and this. The dude's, like, been, like, the most powerful wizard in the world for, like, forever and has seen everything. And there's, Oh, but yeah, there's but you no know better. Trust him. But you know better. And just assume that, you know, he's out to get you, whatever. Just out to make your life miserable. Which is pretty much what all kids assume about Mm -hmm. adults. You're just here to make me miserable. Yep. And for some of them, they're right. (laughs) (laughs) But like you said, things must be bad for Harry because he's even thinking about going back to the Dursleys. So I guess he's thinking that, well, you know, if I go back to Hogwarts, I might accidentally kill Seamus or something. But, I mean... Let's go back to the Dursleys. If I accidentally got to kill anybody. (laughs) (laughs) You know that thought went through his head. You know that thought went through his head. That's the best place for me to be. Or maybe I'll just go hang out in a prison somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Just just throw me in prison with all the bad guys. It's like those stories with vampires. Like, they have the, the thirst for blood, but they only... And they know they need it to survive, so they're gonna go out of their way to only do it to bad people <laughs> i think that's like what the morbius character in marvel was like i was never a big I've never been a big vampire guy in general no. i know you haven't no really vampires either. there's someone who's not feeling down in this chapter though do you know who i'm talking about serious 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 is loving having everyone loving in the house for christmas and he's even singing uh God rest ye merry hippogriffs. <laughs> so I, I looked up to see if there were like actual lyrics to this. And somebody I think had to have written them. Somebody wrote some. I don't think these are official. official J.K. Rowling lyrics. If they were, they'd be about like hating transgender people or something oh did i say oh, we oh i'm there. the bad guy here. we went there oh Je- jess, we goes, just... jess goes oh how dare yeah i'm the bad guy we've here. all we've been like pointedly just pretending she doesn't pointedly exist anymore tip, tiptoeing around uh that oh well you know since we're just going off track on on uh, little tangents and everything uh today uh, might as well talk about how April 2023, it looks like the wheels are moving a little bit more on a possible HBO Max series, uh, Harry Potter series, that I think each season is going to be one book. That's the rumor, at least right now, rumor mm-hmm. and innuendo. Uh, the thing that's kind of got people excited or upset right now though is the fact that it looks like jk rowling is going to be heavily involved in that what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on a potential of a a show and then also the potential of uh, jk rowling being involved in the series um i don't know i the article i read was like it was just so beginning stages yeah. that i'm like eh let me know when we're actually like casting people, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not even going to get invested until we are moving, until things are rolling, until you are filming people doing things. You're, like... more, you're more of a tornado warning kind of girl <laughs> rather than a tornado watch kind of girl. Well, I've just been pulled. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. If it's a watch, I'm outside barbecuing. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> if it's a warning, I'll come in the house. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll have all the blinds open so you can see. Yeah. Um,. There's been a lot of 
YA books, my favorite books that have been purchased by place by pr- production companies. That For a while, though, that was scripts. like that was the thing. Yeah. they were just buying up properties. They've had scripts. They've you know they have a pilot, this and that, but then it just mm-hmm. fizzles. Yeah. And so I'm just like, mm, let me know when you're filming. And then I'll get excited. But I'm not really going to get excited or get invested in it or follow it until we are actually doing something. It seems like easy money for the HBO, all the properties underneath that umbrella. I guess Warner Brothers is the uh, overarching. Warner Brothers Discovery, I think, just merged. I think they're the overarching owners of of all those properties but it seems like easy money for them it's something that's going to generate a lot of subscriptions it's something that's going to generate a lot of interest because it's one of the most you know you talk about all these you know ya books but none of them are as big as harry potter none of them just none of, none of them are and it seems like it's ripe for a reboot or rehash or we talk about how when we go through these movies at the end of a book it's over so quick and so much of of the book has been left out if you do a season of something you could have all of these little side characters and side stories and 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 go deeper into the the ethos of of what harry potter and the and the characters are <sighs> It's going to be a tough battle, though, because there are, like you said, Harry Potter is the biggest of the books, and the fans are hardcore, and the fans that are going to love the original movie, and no, you can't make it better, and these are the original characters, like, Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't get anybody else. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, they're going to be up in arms about it. Um... Yeah, but on the other hand, though, there, how many Batman have there been? How many Spider-Men have there been? You know, um... It's a different game, though. Like, because of the comics, there's so many versions... There's already so many versions mm-hmm. in in literature. Yeah. So it makes sense to have different versions. It's I don't know, it's easier, more accepted, I think, to have different Batmans. Mm-hmm. In film, because you have different Batmans. Like the multi- in, multiverse theory. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, but then, like you said, there's going to be things that they can do much, much better mm-hmm. in a show format mm-hmm. that will make some people happy. Like, yeah. Kelly is hardcore about the books. She doesn't really like the films. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will be her preference. Like, yeah. they'll have better stuff. They'll have... Maybe that will... Peeves will actually be in it. Peeves will actually be in it. <laughs> Maybe that would make her happy. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the fan base that's going to really like the show. Yeah. But who knows? Um, I kind of... You know, book people are always like, Oh, it's different. It's different. You mi- you missed up this part. You messed up that part. You left this out. Mm-hmm. Very nitpicky about all the details. Mm-hmm. But what I've been, my, my, been boggling my brain lately is the Shadow and Bones that uh, Netflix has put mm-hmm. out, they, like, purposely did not follow the books. Mm-hmm. They kind of meshed two of the books together, mm-hmm. and it just, it worked, and everybody loves it. All The story is still there. All of the main plot points are still there. They're staying very true to the characters, but because they wanted to have the Six of Crows characters in that first se- season... They had to fiddle with the story mm-hmm. to make it work. And, I mean, I haven't really seen anything bad about it. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. People who don't haven't read the books love it. So, I don't know if that's the key formula there, is to not have it be the same. Not go for page by page, line by line, mm-hmm. perfection. That might be what they have to do, though, with this, because... Otherwise, you're comparing. You're going to be comparing shot for shot with the movie. Going, sure. oh, that scene was different. That like that scene better in the movie. I like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I totally understand. And then there's the elephant in the room, the fact that J.K. Rowling's going to be so so involved in it. Are, are you one that's able to separate the artist from the person? 
because there's been a lot of that in in pop culture. Uh, you know, Michael Jackson was was somebody that you know I always joke about. I'm just here for the tunes. Just here for the tunes. I just I just like the music. I I don't know what went on in his personal life because I wasn't there, and I'm not here to you know take one side or the other. But for some people, it's very easy to separate the artist from the person. Uh, Chris Brown is another one who's been in a lot of legal issues and you know. Uh, uh, beating up women and, and things like that. And, and then some people just still love the music. I'm not a fan of him, the music or the person, honestly. So that's really easy for me to kind of, uh, you know, take a side on that. Uh, what do, are you somebody who's able to easily separate the person and the, and the artist? Or does um, it just depend on the situation? I think it depends on the situation. I mean, you know how I feel about Michael Vick. Yeah. <laughs> Heck of a football player. Nah, he sits the bench. Sits the bench. <laughs> on your fantasy on my fantasy team. You used to draft him just to sit him so, so nobody else nobody would else play him. Nobody else could play him. I don't know. I feel kind of like in this day and age in our culture right now, you kind of have to because... Yeah. I mean, everybody's as long as got, they're not everybody's got dirty laundry dragging it into their art. Their art, yeah. Like if it was a song, yeah. Um, I mean, like so if Chris Brown wrote a song bragging about beating up Rihanna. Yeah, that would that cross would be, the line. That'd be wrong. <laughs> um, because it was true. Like, but I mean, there are lots of rap songs about violence and yeah. this and that. Yeah. But supposedly that's mostly fiction. Yeah. <laughs> mostly. Yeah. It's called um, a studio gangster, Jess. There you go. It's called a studio gangster. I was going to go the other way. Like Taylor Swift has a song that's supportive of, it does not, not real specific, but it's ev- kind of everybody, LGBTQ and um, it. I mean, it has a sign that said, never made anybody less gay. Uh-huh. And I feel like it's also a little bit about drag queens. Um, but I could, you know, there are people who then wouldn't like her because sure. of this song. Kid and Rock doesn't who drink do Bud like Light her. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly. And then a lot of people don't drink Bud Light anymore. They say. They say. I don't buy that. I don't buy that either. There is. Do they even ever drink Bud? Well, I thought he was a Bush guy. So. Well, that's and that's all under the same umbrella. It's all oh, under it is. The Anheuser I Busch don't know. Umbrella. You're oh, yeah. from St. Louis. From you St. know Louis, this. But everything's Budweiser. We're 20 minutes away from the brewery. Uh, I don't know. Never been there. <laughs> Never been there. <laughs> Never been there. We're gonna go I, when Jennifer comes. I like the horses though. though. Yeah, we're gonna go see the Clydesdales. But Peter's mad about that too. So it's of just course. like everybody's, everybody's mad, mad about, about everything. Yeah. Um. Except this podcast, it's it's right good. on point. I actually had a conversation with one of the transgender my transgender transgender coworkers. Mm-hmm. Couldn't say all those words, um, and we talked about Harry Potter mm-hmm. and um, J.K. Rowling's issues. Those are her issues. Let's face it. Um, and basically, you know, he, he was still supportive of. He still likes Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. He's probably he's like I'm probably not as vocal about liking Harry Potter as I used to be, but he still likes the content, the so story. Able to separate the person from the art, but with a little caveat. Yeah, seems. well, worry about being judged by uh, sure. maybe possibly other transgender people who don't can't separate it. Sure. I'm not sure, um, but we basically just came to the conclusion that she needs to just shut her mouth. Yeah, and let us enjoy Harry Potter. Yep. Uh, I am one who's able to, for the most part, uh, like O.J. Simpson, heck of a football player. <laughs> He's funny in The Naked Gun. And a great murderer. <laughs> Allegedly, Jess. No. I, no, they explained <laughs> this on TMZ. So, yes, the criminal case, he was found not guilty. But in, in the, the civil, civil case, case, he yes. was found guilty. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, he did kill a bunch of people. Yes. <laughs> really funny in The Naked Gun, though. If you've never seen it, I highly, I, highly I've suggest never it. never seen it. It's fantastic. 
heck of a football player too. But for the most part, I can, you know, I'm I'm not going to stop reading Harry Potter because of her personal opinions. And I, you know, I have LGBTQ friends, and I have you know people that I've met at at Comic Cons and and stuff that um, are part of the transgender community and lovely people and they may they may not like the fact that i can separate that they may not like mm-hmm. the fact that i don't just outright boycott it there was a people talking about boycotting the video game when it came out because it's just putting more money in a hateful person's pocket that's just that's just a tough that's a tough line to walk mm-hmm. it really is a, a tough line to walk but It'll it'll be interesting to see uh, because this is probably the most steam that the this HBO series has had behind it. There's been talks about turning Cursed Child into a, a movie, um, but this is really the the most momentum that that a Harry Potter project has had since the play, probably. And this one is officially, you know under the the warner brothers umbrella and they badly need content for these streaming platforms so this is going to be something that looks like they're going to dip their toe into and it'll be interesting to see how it uh, comes out uh but uh let's get us back uh into something a little bit more uh merry here i'll sing you <clears throat> sing you a few bars here oh God, ye- God rest ye merry hippogriffs, let nothing you dismay, for Sirius will keep you safe upon this Christmas day, and save you from the minister whose mind has gone astray. <laughs> Oddly specific, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. That's, that's a nice little tune. Yeah, I found that one online. Nice little ditty. Mm-hmm. I don't think kidding. anybody else is singing that other than Sirius. Well, they will be now once they hear this podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, hey, the gang's all here, Jess, because uh, Hermione has cut her ski trip short. Yeah, no, didn't even go. <laughs> I um, There was a moment where I was like, I kind of stopped and I'm like... Does Hermione show up? Because we really kind of need her. And then we, I was like, oh, yes, yeah, she's skiing. Huh. And then here she comes. Yep. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. She's shown back up at Sirius's place for the holidays. And why is she here? Basically to slap Harry. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Just to slap some sense into him. Things really get organized and back on track pretty quickly once Hermione gets here. <laughs> oh, yeah. She just... Harry, stop being dumb. Ron, stop being dumb. Everybody, stop being dumb. Mm-hmm. I just my favorite part of this interaction between Hermione and Harry is the fact that Hermione is so analytical about things like feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that she's not an emotional person; it's just that she can take those feelings and emotions and process them in a very analytical way and come to a conclusion. That you're being a dummy. <laughs> you know, my favorite part was Jenny backing yes. her up. Yep, and we're gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> I got that here in just a second. Uh, like I just picture both of them standing there with their arms crossed, being like, "You boys are dumb." There's a line that Hermione had uh, had that I put in my notes here. Like I said, she moves removes a lot of the emotional component from what's going on and says, "Oh, stop feeling all misunderstood." <laughs> And it reminds me of you and one of your favorite lines. Do you know what line I'm talking about? Suck it up. Suck it up. Suck it up. <laughs> you say that all. Oh, stop feeling so misunderstood. Oh, you're so misunderstood. You're so emo. You're so. <laughs> Your life's so hard for you. Suck it up. Suck it up. Let's go. I I yelled at you while you had COVID. You did. I told we you talked to about that on, get the, on the show. Get your butt out of bed yeah. and get up. Yeah, I was like, I'm so sick. But there is. We talked about, and you told me this that part of the healing process is mental, mm-hmm. and 
I was not only physically broken, I was emotionally broken, but I was mentally broken. And I made you come sit outside in the sunshine. You did. You I said, me, it's, it's nice outside. Vitamin Let's D. go sit outside. And you, uh, and you were sick too, but you were, and you, you were aware enough. It was very Hermione of you to <laughs> analyze the situation and Yell say that we need to, being inside when the world not is even getting out of bed. Yeah. When the world is crumbling around us is not going to make us feel any better. Might as well go outside and get some sunshine. And, uh, we and got, we got the lawn, trivia book. We got the lawn chairs out. You took one of my trivia books. Cause you know, I love trivia. I'm a rhino, so I'm full of useless knowledge. And I like to, I like to display that. And you, you read trivia questions to me. And I was, and it got my mind off how awful I was feeling for a while there. And it was, it was what I needed. And this is exactly what, the group needed here from Hermione Harry kind of gets put in his place in this scene Mm -hmm. he really does and he and he doesn't even make any like his defenses don't even make sense he's like why are you hiding from everybody he's like because they don't want to be around they won't look at me they don't want to talk to me you're scared of me (laughs) and then he said something or other she questions him again he goes well I didn't want them talking to me (laughs) It was, I don't want them, I, they don't want to talk to me, and then it was, I don't want them talking to me. Yeah. Like, he, he went all the way around in a circle, and none of it made sense, and she's just like, mm, stop it. So Hermione gathers all the other kids, who honestly have been distant from one another since the incident at St. Mungo's, and everyone gets a chance to kind of vent a little bit, and well, kind of say their, their part. Let's face it, Ron doesn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jenny could have, but she's not in the core group. So she couldn't force this little intervention because she even says, didn't you think to talk to me? Mm -hmm. I've been possessed by Voldemort. Wouldn't you want to talk to me? It's really Jenny that opens the floodgates, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Jenny talking about, uh, you think you've been possessed? Gee, I wonder if we knew somebody... (laughs) Here, who knows what it feels like to be possessed by the Dark Lord and could compare notes with me? Oh, yes! Me! Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah, I just forgot that somebody who's, like, I'm really, really close with uh, <laughs> got possessed <laughs> by the Dark Lord! Like, I just forgot. But I also felt like, so he was it's so. All about me, though. Oh, I'm so misunderstood. Yeah. Very self-centered, self-wallowing pity. But he also said that he felt like he was dirty and tainted. And he brought those words up a lot. But then by Jenny going, I was possessed. I was actually, for reals, Mm -hmm. many times possessed Mm -hmm. by the Dark Lord. And not that she says it out loud because she doesn't know that's how he's feeling. But basically, that cancels out those thoughts in his mind. Because he doesn't think that Jenny's dirty or you yeah. know, disgraced or whatever. So that, like, makes those thoughts go, oh, well, you know, Jenny was, but now she's perfectly normal and we don't even think about that anymore. Right. And Hermione actually gets to bring some book knowledge into the conversation here for her defense for why Harry could not have been... uh you know, uh, removed from his removed bed. from Hogwarts and teleported to, to somewhere else. You know, if you you know if you read Hogwarts Honestly, history, don't you read? there you go, you got it. Honestly, don't you two read? Harry could not apparate or disapparate out of Hogwarts, even if Voldemort wanted him to, because it's in that book. So if he actually read a book every once in a while, he would have known that. Or even just and listen to her when she spews points, the knowledge Ten from. points to you and House Ravenclaw and for being Kyle. right on top of that drop. You, you knew it was coming. I saw yeah. you getting ready to press it before I even oh, yeah, I was said it. You are cracking your cracking knuckles. Cracking my knuckles, and, stretching. I was ready. So good job. Christmas morning. House is all decked out in holiday cheer. Kids are opening presents. Hermione got homework planners for everyone. <laughs> Even with like little motivational <laughs> lines, <laughs> lines on, on the on each page. 
Uh, Percy sent his Christmas sweater back to Molly in defiance. Ugh. You know, just normal stuff. Normal Christmas stuff. Normal Christmas. There's not Christ- it's not Christmas, so there's not some drama. Hermione even has a present for Creature, the racist house elf. It's not clothes, is it? <laughs> uh, can you describe where Creature sleeps? Because I kind of had a hard time envisioning it from the book description. Is it in like... Uh, they said be- below the boiler. Yeah, so there's like a little room. Uh, I kind of pictured like the little room under the stairs that Harry mm-hmm. lives in. But the boiler is in there. Yeah. And I don't really know what... I mean, other than cartoons, I've seen them, I guess. But I'm picturing like the wood-burning stove. Sure. But bigger. And so uh, it doesn't sit down on the floor because it'd be too hot. So it's raised up and he has a nest of old dirty fabrics yeah. and clothes and whatnots in underneath the boiler. Gotcha. It's like the hot water heater mm-hmm. if it was in a closet Yeah. and propped up. So he doesn't have like a proper room or anything like that. It's just kind of no. like a little, like I said, like a little nest. Yes. Well, we all hop in Mundungus's probably stolen car. <laughs> Magical Possibly? car for a trip to St. Mungo's to visit Arthur, but it's not all holiday cheer once we get there, is it? Because what are you talking about? the The lights were changed to red and green. Yeah. There are snowy Christmas trees in every corner and holly on every yeah. door frame. It sounds very festive, Daniel. Well, it was, but Arthur gets into a bit of trouble with Molly, doesn't he? Yeah. Um. She no- she notices his bandages have been changed, mm-hmm. and she said, well, "Why? Why were they changed? Who you? They said they weren't changing them till tomorrow. Why were they changed? Obviously, something happened. Mm. What happened?" And everybody starts bolting and leaving the room. They're like, "Oh no, we don't want to be do, here." Arthur? When she they she goes off, and um, except for the main three, they stay a little bit longer and find out that some. Trainee mm-hmm. light is healer, a, yeah. Trainee healer, <laughs> trainee healer is a bit like Mr. Weasley, and he likes muggle, muggle stuff, stuff. Yeah, and decided to try stitches. Mm. Now, Daniel, I can tell you that you don't stitch puncture wounds typically because they need to heal from the bottom up. You don't want to close yeah. it, just like dog and bites have, and stuff like that. Yeah, they don't normally you're not stitch. gonna stitch a puncture. So like, I'm, I'm immediately going, no, no, this is bad. But it was, it didn't work out. They think the venom, whatever was keeping the wound open, just disintegrated the stitches anyway. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really do anything. Uh, but <laughs> Molly's just very upset. So the way Molly says it, it does kind of make our form of medicine seem a little archaic. Mm-hmm. Because she says... It sounds as though you've been trying to sew your skin back together. <laughs> that's the, the, the gist of it. that's the general idea. And it kind of makes it sound, kind of makes us sound like barbarians here <laughs> in the muggle world with our, with our, our muggle medicine techniques. Well, at least they, they, they do have staplers too, where mm-hmm. they staple skin back together. Uh-huh. Yep. Ace had a staple. Yeah. She had two staples, yeah, I had, think, in yeah, her head. Had a couple staples. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that's even more like, <laughs> That's even more, uh, yeah. what's the word, other, than, other than archaic. I, yeah. Crin- I, do, I don't like the idea of staples. No, 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 no. I forgot. I totally forgot about our, our dog Ace's staples <laughs> years ago. But now I remember that very yeah. clearly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the kids note the awkwardness of the situation and begin searching for any reason to leave the room. They come up with the fact that they want to get a cup of tea. And while looking for this metaphorical or not cup of tea they run into an old friend don't they yes um lockhart how's old loxy doing um he's doing all right given (laughs) the situation he kind of remembers things uh he keeps wanting to give them autographs he's sure that they're fans of course doesn't know why they're fans or who he is Mm mm-hmm I'm guessing he knows his name because he wrote, he signs autographs. Mm-hmm. 
He's even very proud of himself. I'm guessing he had learned to write again because he's bragging about how he learned joined up writing. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's cursive. Yes, because all, all the letters kind of connect. Connect, together. yeah. So I don't know. It's strange, but he he doesn't remember most things. So this is where he's been ever since the uh, the flashy thing incident. Yeah, ever since the incident. <laughs> now in. Don't feel too sorry for him because no, no. he did try to wipe, <laughs> wipe Harry the, and Ron's wipe, yeah, minds completely. But he, but he used Ron's Spellotape tape wand in order to do it and kind of backfired on him. Yes. So let's not feel too bad for, for him, who was a liar all along anyway. Yes. <laughs> uh, I get the impression, though, from one of the, the nurses or the healers there that some of those in in the spell damage wing of St. Mungo's aren't really temporary residents. I imagine that some of them probably are kind of outpatient, but it seems like some of them are more long-term. Oh, care. I figured most of most of them are long-term yeah. care cuz she says That's what I kind of figured as well. We can make some improvements. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can get somebody to the point where they could go home and live with family members who can take care of them. But for the most part, I think everybody there is pretty permanent. Yeah. There was one uh person there that I think had like fur growing all over him, kind of like Hermione had when mm-hmm. she and they barked. Yeah. So, so they kind of, but it's so it's kind of more of a dog uh, incantation than a cat one that Hermione had to deal with. But it seems like that would be something that you could pr- they could probably eventually find a fix for. It just depends on. I mean, like Hermione. I think there was like a thing that said, "Do not use animal hair. It's really bad." Blah blah mm. blah. But. Maybe her potion was just weak enough, or they caught it early enough, or maybe she didn't drink very much because it tasted so bad. Whatever, they were able to reverse it at the hospital. But didn't she stay in the hospital wing for a while? Several days, week? I feel like she was there for a while. Gotcha. But maybe this one was more potent, more significant. So a lot of people would probably say that Lockhart is kind of reaping what he sowed, given his situation, but it's not so funny when we run into an actual friend later in that wing of the hospital, because poor Neville is there visiting his parents. Yes, this is what I thought we were going to get to last time, and I've kind of been waiting for us to get to that in this book, because this is a storyline you knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. From the movies. Absolutely nothing. And it's been popping up and popping up here and there. We're getting little bits of it, you know, from the books. It's just, it's a much bigger thing. And, um, yeah, so there's a, there's two beds at the end where there's curtains drawn. And they come out of the curtains and the nurse, you know, basically is like, Oh, are you leaving Mrs. Longbottom? And it's... Neville and his grandma, who is dressed perfectly like we did with Snape yeah. and the Boggart, which I thought was kind of funny. I was like, hee she really does wear that hat with yeah. the bird on it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> but that was the only funny moment there. Yeah. So, in case you forgot, this was something that only Harry knew about in the group, about Neville's parents, who are in this seemingly permanent state of brain damage because Mm -hmm. of their uh, interaction with Bellatrix uh, so many years ago. And that was something that Harry Harry only knew about because he saw it in the Penn Sieve. So just kind of describe the state of Mr. and Mrs. Longbottom right now. Um, Well, we really only see Mrs. Longbottom Mm -hmm. in this part. And she, she, I feel like, She's like a toddler. She mm-hmm. kind of toddles over in her nightdress, and she gives Harry, gives not Harry, uh, gives Neville a chewing gum wrapper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably it's like the silver wrapper, so it's kind of pretty, yeah. shiny. And she gives it to him, and is kind of proud of herself. And then she goes back to bed. It's kind of like one, like I have like kindergartners come up, and they'll give me like a dandelion, mm-hmm. you know, because you know it's technically a weed, but. You know, to a kindergartner, it's like 
I've, I've had kindergartners go out, Mr. Rhino, can we pick the flowers? And I go, I don't know. what. Oh, yeah, those? Yeah, yeah you can pick as many of those as you want. <laughs> <laughs> Doing us a favor, actually. Yeah. But yeah, that's just kind of the, the thought that I had when when she gave the the wrapper to, to Neville. And Neville's grandma just says, just throw it away when she's not looking. But Neville puts it in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, I don't know, maybe to me it kind of felt like that whatever the connection is there, it's at least something. Yeah, she still knows him enough that she cares enough to want to give him things. Right. And she doesn't have anything, yeah. you know, living in a hospital, but maybe. And she has, and probably has, like you said, the, the, the mindset of not knowing what has is, value. Would, yeah, what would be something that you would give to somebody that you care about. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just, it's really heartbreaking, like, end of the chapter there, and the fact that Neville's grandma knew who these people were were because he she had heard neville talk about them before and kind of is surprised by the fact that neville had never told the story of his parents to these people who are seemingly his friends well she's kind of like the definition of that tough old lady Mm -hmm. she's very tough she's kind of blunt to the point Mm -hmm. and she's very proud of her son and his wife, mm-hmm. that they were successful, su- successful oars, and they, you know, stood up to the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. She's very proud of them, and but, but she's also very accepting of their lot in life now. Yeah, and that the fact that well, there's nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we come and visit them and kind of get on with our lives. Unfortunately, but she she kind of changed. You know, gets on Neville like, "Oh, are you ashamed of your parents? Why would you be ashamed of your parents?" But it's not even that. It's you know, just kids at school. They're mean, and yeah. you who, know, who would want to talk about that? Yeah, you know. Oh, you're the one with the crazy parents. Yeah, who who would want to who? Yeah, who would want to bring that up in conversation? Mm-hmm. You know. And how does it even come up? But it's just it seems like a generational thing. You know the. Um, grandma is probably from, you know, a, a more hardened, you know, generation and, you know, and Neville's still a kid too. And he's kind of on the outside of, you know, the cool groups. He's yeah. not, he's not successful in school. He's not good at anything really. I mean, herbology, mm-hmm. he is kind of good in, but he hasn't really found his niche or his peoples. So... And and even his friends uh, performed spells on him <laughs> in order to, uh, you know, get get away from him and go on their their misadventures. Yeah, so I don't think he really wants to have anything else that makes him different from everybody else. Yeah, you know, he's in several ways, you know, a lot like Harry, where he. He's just on the outside. Mm-hmm. Although Harry also has his moments of super popularity, and mm-hmm. he's good at Quidditch, and you know, won the Triwizard Tournament. Won the Triwizard Tournament. Girls that things. have crushes on him, and <laughs> the leader of Dumbledore's army, and things like that. Hey, Neville took Jenny to the ball. True. So not too bad. Not and too they shabby. danced all night. Not too shabby. Good for you, Neville. But very sad, very awkward ending to Chapter Twenty Three. Anything else you want to say about? Uh, chapter 23, Christmas on the Closed Ward. No, not about the chapter. Oh. What else do you want to say here? On our flight the other day, Uh did you notice what I was watching? No. I watched The Secrets of Dumbledore. Oh, how was it? It was was not good. No. No. I haven't, I have had no desire to watch. I kind of liked the first Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah. Like yeah. Newt's great. Yeah. Uh Jacob's great. Yeah. I I don't really understand the thing. I like you said, I like the first uh Fantastic Beast movie. The second no, I'm not gonna one say I was blown away by it. I it was, was it was weird. it was it was kinda good. 
I didn't like the whole obscurial thing. Like, yeah. if you'd taken that out of the movie, then I would have liked it. Yeah. But I didn't like that part. Some of the characters are really fun, and I really like them. But the story and the other characters, I'm just like, what? No. This doesn't make any sense. The second one really made me not want to see the third one. Kind of remind me of The Matrix. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the first Matrix movie. The second one made me not want to watch the third one, and I never did. And I, I didn't really like the second one. We saw it, you and I saw it in the theater, and we had no, I had no desire to see the third one. And I, I kind of like hope they're I done with them. I should watch this one just because I've seen everything else, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're doing this podcast and this and that. Um, but who knows when I would have actually done it if we hadn't been on a plane. Yeah. And it was like exactly the right amount of time. Like I finished it while we were descending into St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's 10 more minutes in this movie. Am I going to be able to, f- I don't, <laughs> don't want to have to like watch it again to, or, you know, rent it or something to sure. watch the last 10 minutes. But it, it ended up ending before we landed. Gotcha. So you kind of hope they're done with that. Yeah, they really need to be done with that. Yeah, they need to be done with that. Move on to something else. It just doesn't fit. Uh, A little breaking news, Jess. Some breaking news for me. If you're listening to this episode as it's released, we will be at SalukiCon on the campus of Southern Illinois Carbondale on April 22nd and 23rd, 2023. And we've been asked to, we were going to be there anyway, but we've been asked to host one of our famous Harry Potter trivia events. And that's going to be on Sunday, April 23rd, 2023 at SalukiCon. No official time yet, but we'll post that on social media when we find out. As always, tons of prizes for the winners and tons of prizes for just for attending. It is a great convention. I love SalukiCon. Uh, looking forward to it. You missed last year's SalukiCon, but you're going this year. Yep, gonna go this year. I missed your uh, spring, or well, it was our spring event, but I didn't go. So, I get to go to this one. And for those of you who don't know, a Saluki is a doggy. It is. It's a sighthound. They're nope. very pretty. I saw one in LA when we were there. And they're very fast, and they've got big, big flowy hair. Yeah, they have feathering on their ears and on their tail. And, and that is the mascot of uh, Southern Illinois. Carbondale, and uh, that's why it is uh, called Saluki Con. Nice. And they actually have, we have like, Saluki Con t-shirts. We do. Because we, uh, a couple years ago, we hosted and it wasn't even trivia, it was a, uh, it's like a Harry Potter, like, fan panel, I believe. And we did all, all, all kinds of prizes, but we've kind of gotten pretty good at this trivia thing, so uh, we're, in addition to the other ones we've got coming up, uh, locally, I think in May. At May the, at the Florissant Valley branch of the St. Louis County Library, mm-hmm. May 20th. And registration is open for that. You have to register. Oh, wow. But it's open. Is it on the uh, SLCL. SLCL.org website? Yep. You go to events, you can type in Harry Potter, or you can search Florissant Valley and May 20th. And it should pop up. Oh, wow. you got to register, though. Uh, so before that, we'll be, like I said, at SalukiCon April 23rd. Uh, I believe it's just SalukiCon.com. You can get uh, passes to the event. And it's pretty affordable. Like, it's not like a, like a Wizard World that's going to, you know, set you back 100 bucks or anything like that. And uh, it's a college town, so there's lots of other stuff to do there as well. You know, lots of stuff to eat, lots of places to stay. Oh, are we going to have, like, co- the college kids that carry all our stuff around for us? Yeah. That was nice. If you're a vendor at SalukiCon, <laughs> that's, like, the I highly recommend it. So they've got these college kids that, that I guess, get, like, credit, credit or, hours or I something. I don't know. I don't know. And they, they haul. Maybe they just get food. All like your a, here's stuff. Here's a pizza. All <laughs> stuff around. <laughs> they just haul all your stuff to your table, and they're so helpful and so so friendly. <laughs> and I all I got to do is just park the car, and yeah. it's amazing. So, like I said, it's one of my favorite cons. You remember that one year at Saluki Con where they had they kept they told us that there was like a 
uh, a refrigerator. A refrigerator that had, in the back. That had sodas and stuff and in like, it. Just go through that door. There's a refrigerator. Get, help yourself. I must have had, I was like Forrest Gump. I must have had 14 or 15 of them Dr. Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I had a kidney stone shortly. My first kidney stone shortly <laughs> thereafter. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. So SalukiCon.com, I believe it is. Uh, come see us if you're in anywhere in the Midwest. We will be there in just a couple weeks. And if you're listening to this in October of 2025, it was great. And we'll see you at the next one. Uh, So I think that's going to do it for Chapter 23. Uh, No emails this week. You can send those to us, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com or tweet us at broomsticksb or send them to us on Facebook as well. If you are listening to the podcast on any podcast platform, just leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Special thanks to the Inner Circle, Jennifer in California, Catherine, Luke. Oh, yeah, Jennifer. So we're letting us come stay. Say again? (laughs) (laughs) I said thank you, Jennifer, for letting us come stay with her. We couldn't couldn't have done. We did an L.A. trip with Jennifer. Got to see so so many cool spots. Got to see uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint. And Emma Watson's handprints and uh, at the Chinese theater. Uh, really cool. Just awesome trip and couldn't have done it without. Yeah, it's not a great picture, but Jennifer. I can put it up on our social media. Yeah. But it's just not a great picture. Because people are standing there and there's shadows. And some of it's in shadow, some of it's in sun. But yeah. Jennifer really took, took, took great care of us. So special shout out to her. And we'll do the same when she comes into St. Louis later this summer. Jennifer in California, Catherine, Luke, and Amelia in Chicago. For now. Jane and Ronnie in Illinois, Anastasia in Connecticut, Kelly and Olivia in New York. And thank to all of you for joining us as well. Until next time, be a wizard, be a witch, be a muggle, be a squib, but don't be a jerk. Forget. See ya. I got some magic in me. My tucks that track it turns into gold Everybody knows I got the magic in me When I hit the floor the girls come snapping at me